What's up? What's up? Jay, I appreciate you guys having me. Lee, Ryan, you already know Nixon six. Let's go. Let's go. Ooh. Nixon six. <laughs> That's my optimism too, because I was saying Nixon seven, but I'm I like the I like the wave. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm gonna ride it. All right. I'm riding. I'm I'm Nixon. I'm, I'm Nixon seven. I guess I'm the the pessimistic one in the group. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um also winning, got though. a shout out. Got a shout out to a guy with a growing channel who's doing this thing over there. Um, another Latin assassin, really. Okay. <laughs> My man, George from <laughs> Into the Nick Verse. What's going on, George? Oh, man, it's great to be on here with you guys. Uh, watch you guys all the time. Everybody here. I'm a big fan of everybody. Uh, likewise. I'm excited to likewise, be here. I'm man. bumped. Yeah. This has yep. been an incredible season. Yeah. And now we're about to have an incredible postseason, I think. Absolutely. Yep. Also, gotta introduce, man. I always got love for this kid, man. You don't understand. Doing this KOT show started in 2016 out of my boy's garage, right? Started when Joking Number was doing pull-ups off, yeah. off of Phil Jackson's arm to prove that his shoulder was was, was fully ready. And he was doing pods with me and Ryan G back in the day. Shout out to my guy, Terry. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Yo, we, we'll always have that win back in Chicago when Noah and Rose early in the season, but we thought things were going to be good. Oh, yeah. But happy to forget the past. Happy to talk about the future. <laughs> Glad to be back. Glad to see everyone. Nick's in six. Nick's in six. That seems to be the, the, the thing we're today. So is everybody in six here? It is comes that? off the tongue. Yeah. Lee, you Nixon six. six. Yeah. 
man, I don't know, man. I, I, I got to keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I started with seven. Like, can I backtrack? I don't think that's right. You know what I mean? Too late, Danny. <laughs> I, I'm like internally yeah. conflicting right now. I, I got you. <laughs> I'm you can change seven. It. until the game start. You can always change. Man. It. <laughs> nah, if I, cause I gotta, if I say something, you know what I'm saying? I gotta stick with it through, you know, I can't be changing up takes and stuff, you know, but, um, it's tough, you know. Like we gotta, we gotta come out and punch them in the mouth right out the yep. bat, you know. I agree. Yep. I agree. Set the tone early. Set the tone early. S- set the tone early. 100%. I agree with you. So let's talk about tone setting. All right, let's let's get to it. Um, Knicks versus Cavs. Let's get to some stats and the facts. All right. All right. Knicks versus Cavs on this season. This is how we match up offensive rating. Those Knicks third. An offensive rating. Defensive rating has slipped tremendously. We were top 10, but not mentioned at all. As Jay-Z was said, dropped to 19th. Cavs are first. Net rating, though, we're seventh. Cavs are second. Um, points per game. Oh, oh, that's, yeah. Listen, the things I really want to kind of focus on for us, the things that we do well, and the, the keys for me when we talk about how we beat the Cavs, we won... Uh, I feel like we have to keep rebounding, man. The rebounding battle is something that we always dominate the Cavs with, all right? Third and rebounding to the 25th. Those guys have those big guys, but they're like, you know, in school, when I was in high school, we called those guys big for nothing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Talk about it. The road starts. (laughs) I had a couple of those guys. I played with a couple of those guys. Exactly. But I feel like we, we, we gotta we definitely gotta rebound. We we gotta defend better. We gotta keep our turnovers down, but that's how we've been doing it. And yep. we gotta rely on Brunson and those guys to bring us home. So I wanna get to your guys and get your thoughts on the keys to winning this series for you. And I can start it off with my man Terry. What do you think? Keys to winning. All right, so Keys to the series. I've been racking my brain about this one all week long. We're so opposite in so many ways, right? Like our offense versus their defense, right? Uh, you know, we're great on the boards. Uh, they defend the three-point line a lot better. They hate transition. We are not big on transition, but the bench could maybe do some work there. So nice. for me, the keys really, like you said, rebounding, but really for me, physicality, right? I think we had come out there in the first game. It's going to be rowdy. Don't forget, Cavs have a pretty... Rockers fan base as well. It's not like those games are going to be easy. Were they number one in the league at home? I think they were up there, maybe close to the Warriors. But we got to make sure we come out there, get on the boards early, kind of push them around, you know, make sure that they know it's going to be a physical series. Obviously, you know, Donovan Mitchell is going to do his thing, right? But we make sure no one else kills us. Darius Garland can't go off. Evan Mobley can't go off, right? And I think with our defense, I know, you know, we've slipped... But I think we have another gear. I honestly feel like the talent level of this team was yes. so high. We started rolling. Not to say we, we you know, consciously switched off defensively. I don't think Tibbs, as much as Tibbs cares about every possession, was nearly as harsh on us defensively as he normally would be, given the kind of run we were on and how we were playing ball, right? Was it winning? Uh, winning is more fun than fun is fun. I think in this case, maybe <laughs> winning was more fun than defense was fun. That's I think it. we have another gear. I do not think that was it. And I think we kind of coasted a little bit. And I think we're going to see, you know, that step up. RJ is a big part of that. And we're going to talk about RJ as well. But I'm really mm-hmm. hoping, you know, we can step up, 
I think we're going to be much better defensively. I really think the way we ended the season is not this team. No, not at all. I, I feel like they almost all collectively kind of took a foot off the gas in a way. Yes. You know what I mean? They kind of like solidified their spot in the playoffs. All right, we're good. Let's kind of like just be, get ready for it in a way. But, you know, you don't want to kind of hang your hat on that, you know, going into the playoffs. You want to go in with some momentum. You want to kind of go in a little hot, you know what I mean, in a rhythm. And um, you 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 saw it up and down, you know what I mean? You didn't get that consistently, you know, to end the season. Um, but Terry's point. I, I like that. You know what I mean? Like when they were when they were playing at their peak during that eight game, you know, winning streak, nine game, like that right there is they were playing to their max potential. Like, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what is going to be needed out of these guys. And not just the first round, but if they make it past that every round, right? Like the, my key thing has been extra effort, right? Like, because they play defense. All right, no problem. But what's one part of the defense that's been failing? Getting out to the, the three point line. But when guys play with extra effort, every single guy on that floor plays with extra effort. You see those those types of plays happen. You see them starting getting out to the to the line to defending those shots. You see them getting their arms in passing lanes, right? Picking off um, picking off steals here and there, pushing the pace, dumping it down the court. Like that's what we need from this team, and that's definitely a big piece of that. That includes rebounding you know what i mean like that includes a defensive mindset that should be the priority you know and i think that's the biggest piece to it yeah the Cavs, you know um are known for for their defense you know but we also while we played our best ball we're a top three defense all around in this league you know during that period of time and that right there is what i look at and that's exactly what terry just harped on i think that that's exactly what they're going to tap into they need to right i think they got to turn it way up that intensity's got to go way up Josh Hart, just real quick. Josh Hart, playoff Josh Hart. All right, we'll see. Let's go. That's <laughs> another level. All right, He's that's all I'm going to say. Playoff Josh Hart, first playoff game. All right. Playoff we'll Josh Hart is definitely <laughs> something I'm looking forward to. Never been in the playoffs thus far. But um, also one of us I'm looking at is Obi Toppin, too, because and I, I, I'm pitching to George right now because George had an impassionate speech while we were setting up about <laughs> Obi Toppin. Because it's a situation right now, gentlemen, where Randall is injured and he actually was running full speed today, um, but he has not had any contact today. Um, so there was no contact drills. So, um, George, what are your for, thoughts for on the Knicks playing without Julius Randall? Because, you know, Obi Toppin... Most likely, we'll be starting your Julius Randles out. Do you feel like we can actually steal a game? I do. I, I think. Uh, I think it's like I said to you guys earlier. I think it's uh, it's a lose lose situation for the Cavs. They, they're not going to be able to handle Randall, and they're not going to be able to handle Obi for totally opposite reasons. They're going to have to chase Obi out to the three point line, and that's going to open up the paint. And we have superior drivers: Brunson, Cutters, Hart, mm-hmm. even yeah. Grimes. RJ and then they're going to have to try and recover and they're going to end up calling uh, causing a lot of fouls and then those two guys all you need to do is get one of them to foul trouble mm-hmm. and the game's over that's right I, I have spent a lot of time did a major deep dive because obviously I'm doing this show and I'm doing a show tomorrow as well and then another thing and I'm telling you I just I just don't see the Cavs winning this series any shape form any way whatsoever I just don't see it. Wow. Uh, love it. I love it. Look at this. Look at this. If you think about it in terms of in the losses, the Cavs have the, 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 the smallest margin of losses. They are a minus 7.6 in 
in the 31 losses they had, which is the best in the NBA. The Knicks are fourth. They're fourth with a minus 8.8. They're so close. Three of the games were decided by five points or so, pretty much. Uh, it just, and, and, and there's a reason why we won three out of the four games. And even in the first game, we were winning in that game. We caught We didn't hit free throws. <laughs> yeah. We made turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, they have been full strength for two of those games. We have not been full strength any of the four games yeah. because the first game, it was uh, Evan Fournier started it. Grimes wasn't even available. Hart wasn't on the team. So the prognosticators, when they're looking at this, I, I don't really think they're doing the work. I heard Colin Cowherd today on, on the radio. No. <laughs> not on radio, on uh, TV. Just the lamest ass take. He's like, oh, because they have a better offense. The Knicks won't be able to contend with their offense. Hmm. Uh, sorry, buddy. But the he Knicks obviously didn't watch the last game. <laughs> the third best Donovan offense Mitchell's in the right? NBA. I mean, give me a break. These guys yeah, don't watch the game. that last game. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. We have a so, better uh, record. I, I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm here to hype everybody up. I think uh, game one <laughs> is the go. key. Game one is the key. Yeah. Because if, if we get embarrassed and if, if see, either way, it doesn't matter. Randall doesn't start, it's, and we get humiliated in game one. It'll be because it, Randall it, it wipes the clean when he starts. It does. Exactly. It does. Exactly. And if we steal game one without Randall, oh, it's bonus the pressure. All yeah. the pressure in the world, despite the Stephen yeah. A. rants and all that stuff, all the pressure in the world is on Cleveland to win this series. They're the ones that made the big trade. They're the ones that have been talking big. They're the ones that have what the potentially four all stars. Talk about it. Talk about yeah. it. Listen, I, I just read an article uh, two hours ago about Darius Garland talking about how um, he thinks that they got the best bench in the league, right? Like, period. <laughs> <Bruh>. Our bench is <laughs> I can't wait to see their bench. I hope their bench plays a lot. Uh, I've been looking yes. at their rotation. One of the things I've been thinking about the most is, you know, eh, you know we have a great bench, carry us through a lot of the season, playoffs, benches are mitigated. Teams do their best to limit that impact, right? Uh, but the Cavs still have to play someone. You know, once you get past that starting five, you know, Karis LeVert has been really good recently. He, he's been he's been hitting his shots again. He was playing de decent defense earlier in the season. But after that, you know, you're talking about Shetty Osman, who we've seen him kill us before, but still. We got our Dean Wade, uh, Lamar Stevens. If Rubio plays, if Nate, there's a lot of iffy stuff there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're going to be playing Donovan Mitchell a lot, but we can wear them out over the series. Because we've been playing a playoff rotation for months like we've been playing playoff yeah. type of basketball for so long at this point you know um last thing really quickly uh as you were talking george i thought of it we uh we have a better record than the Cavs since uh the rotation change and that's a significant period of time it's like 50 something games i think no it absolutely yeah. that's a great point you know what i mean because if you apply that to the whole season we probably have more wins than 47 right i mean realistically um, but no, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I just think that it's it's crazy the narratives that are, are put out there by national media because, like George said, they don't do the work. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you literally like that that take the Colin take right there, like right off the bat, clearly you didn't watch the last game because the Cavs went off in the first half, right? But we know obviously that's not going to last the whole game, and it didn't last the whole game. And the Knicks kept up, and what happened? We won. So it's like. That right there is out the window. And yes, it's a seven game series, but not every game is going to be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, it, it's nuts, man. I will say it's this. Nuts. But <laughs> what's your biggest matchup? Like, like what, what matchup are you watching the most in the series? I'm going to say this. 
And I know Ryan hasn't said anything in, in, in a while. I know. I'm trying to get him. Yeah, trying yeah, to get him. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> when we when the conversation with Obi, absorbing. Obi was brought up. I do believe this is a big moment for Obi. People have been talking yes. about X factors for the last week. I have a couple of factors in my mind. One of them is definitely Obi Toppin. He he's gotten some runway now with Randall out, right? And offensively, he's been good. But defensively, though, there there's still some problems. I can still see Jalen. I can still see you know instances when Donovan Mitchell can put him through pick and rolls and have him defend that way because that that team in the Cavs they run like the fourth most pick and rolls in the league. And I've also seen Mobley trying to go one on one on him. So I feel like if there is a chance to get us. It is us trying to figure out how to create offense without um, Jalen Brunson and, and Ryan G. I know, I know you. You've been like up and down on Obi. What did you think about Obi? Potentially start. Um, actually, I'm not really concerned about Obi in this series. Um, because the Cavaliers, when they match up against the Knicks, there's a lot of matchup problems for them. And other pan, you know, the other panelists, you know, on this um, chat right now, they pretty much said it like either Obi or Randall is going to provide problems for them. And Obi did have a good game against the Cavaliers this season as well. So I think Obi feels comfortable when he plays the Cavaliers. And I do feel like the Knicks are going to have a significant advantage, whether it's Obi or Randall playing. I think for me, my X factor for this series is RJ Barrett, because usually in the playoffs, mm-hmm. when you go up against teams, Teams try to take away your best weapons. So I can, I, so I can see the Cavaliers often doubling Brunson, often doubling Randall throughout the series, depending on who has the hot hand or whatever the case may be. And then when those guys pass out the double teams, more than likely that ball's going to go to R.J. Barrett. And I can, and I, I can see Cleveland definitely playing off of R.J. Barrett because they know R.J. Barrett's strength is to go to the basket and create either create in the paint or finish out the rim. So I can see Cleveland trying to force R.J. Barrett to shoot in those situations where he either double Brunson or, Ran- Brunson or Randall. And I believe that if R.J. Barrett can knock in his shots, it's going to be game over. Because if R.J. Barrett is knocking his shots, then that's going to force Cleveland to guard R.J. Barrett, which gives them less options to double team off of. And I think that's going to give Randall and Brunson more one-on-one opportunities to dominate as well. So my X factor is R.J. Barrett. I think if R.J. Barrett plays good, and gives like 20 points per game and, and, a, and an official 20 points per game at that, I can see this series being a wrap and, being, and it being wrapped up in five or six games. Mm. Man, yeah. I'll say this. I think if RG is not hitting a shot, he's not playing. Like, I, I, I think yes. the, the, in a weird way, I'm not as worried about RG this series because in my head, it's like, okay, he's either going to play well and justify or Tibbs is going to have the shortest leash. I don't think he'll bench him. But you start getting like, as you said, Alfred Payton, Keith Bogans type minutes. Back. Yeah, because Josh Hart can play forty minutes every game, and even <laughs> like, no matter what, he's gonna do stuff for you to win, right? So if you take out RJ and put in Josh Hart, because RJ is not hitting his shots, you know, Josh Hart is hitting like fifty something percent. Same threes. with quick. Same with Grimes. Yeah, same with quickly and like you got three. You, you got, got three guys. You got three you got guys options. there. It's an easy bench. You know, you don't kill him. Maybe he still plays 12, 15 minutes a game, but. Um, if he, he's got to hit his shots, right? he's got to make good decisions, but he's got to defend. I want to see him at least you know, do the things you can control. The things that annoy me about RJ really come more with stuff like that, right? Because mm-hmm. I know he could give more effort. He knows he can give more effort. He's a smart kid. So it's a big series for him still, though, because he's yeah. got a. There's a referendum on him right now. Like people, people have already, I think, mostly shifted to like, I'm not sure. 
Whereas like, not a most wanted sign, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, and now you're feeling like, yo, let's we made a mistake. Let's get rid of this guy. So for him, you know, we've seen a lot of young guys take a step, and it kind of feels like he just he's the one we're waiting on still. So yeah. you know, we'll see. But um, you know, hopefully he makes his shots, man. I, I hope I hope he got his missing out of his system, uh, like Jason Kidd didn't back in uh, 2013, where he just missed everything going into the playoffs and kept missing. Um, I hope RJ can just come into his game, clear his mind, and do what he needs to do. My team can recognize that and 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 move away from a cold hand. You know what I mean? At the same time, and and recognize it, but at the same time, you don't want them to lose that confidence. But you want to yeah. be, you know, ha- see them be smart about how they're processing that. You know what I mean? That information. Um, man, for me, my matchup is is like obviously they're gonna go throw Grimes on on Mitchell right off the bat, right? But the mm-hmm. last game. I, I thought that Mitchell obviously was just shooting lights out regardless. That first quarter, Demons yeah, went off. You know what I mean? And it kind of took, um, you know, Hart getting switched on Mitchell in that second half to kind of contain him a little bit, give him a little bit more of a problem. You know, they have that personal relationship too. So it's like, it's not just another guy on the other side of the court, you know what I mean, that he's got to compete with. It's, even if he blocks it out, he's still seeing a guy that, it, there's yeah. a little something else to it, you know what I mean? So it's I think that's effective. So that for me is that matchup too, containing Mitchell, you know what I mean? Whether it's Grimes or who's gonna who's gonna pick up that um, you know, that slack if, if it's not Grimes. Yeah, my X Factor's in a very different direction. I'm going with Tom Thibodeau. I haven't been the biggest love, Tom Thibodeau fan this season. George knows I, I tend to go off the rails when he's had, had me on as a guest, uh, and my anger and rage toward him. <laughs> but the last couple months I've really came around because the evidence that he's put before me has changed my mind. He's made really great adjustments of closeout games. And I think going up against a coach who's never coached in the playoffs in J.B. Bickerstaff, who has zero experience, zero well to turn to in terms of situation that he's been in, has never had to adjust or play the chess match. Tom Thibodeau was actually going to the series with an advantage where he didn't have that advantage in his Nate McMillan with the Hawks, who is a new coach, you know, riding the waves of that, of that, uh, Honeymoon's feeling this isn't the same situation here. Bigger staff doesn't really have the experience in the postseason, and his players themselves don't have the experience in the postseason, with the exception of Seti Osman, Ricky Rubio, and of course Donovan Mitchell. So it's I think maybe Jared Allen might have been that one Brooklyn series, but yeah. I'm not gonna count one. Uh so I think this chess match between Tibbs and JB Bickerstaff, I'm not trying to dog Bickerstaff. But I think Tibbs is the better coach, and I think that that's going to lead us to have our bench used in the right way uh, to just bust the rails off of theirs. Because I I disagree with Darius Carroll. I think their bench is one of the worst in the NBA. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, totally, and I love that. Knicks yeah. bench top four in, in plus minus in the NBA. I did see the Cavs bench was I think it was like top seven. I believe I'm going off of memory. Uh, for me, is Grimes is is another one of the X factors for me because yeah. there was a point where the the Knicks were going on this crazy winning streak, right? And we were like a top three offense in that little stint. And for us, we've been a top 10 offense because of a few things. I mean, top 10 because of offensive rebounding. We've been top because of we've been getting to the free throw line at a very high clip, higher than most. And we also Damn. haven't been turning the ball over. But what really started to, to make us run off those wins is when we started to actually hit threes. We were at the bottom of the league for almost the entire league. We were flirting with 30, 29th, 28th for the entire season. And then all of a sudden we look up, now we're 20th. And the threes from our guys started to, to tick up. And I think that's why I have Grimes as being one of those guys to look at for this matchup. Because I think 
if we continue to do that and we add the three-point shooting is game over for the Cavs and Grimes has been a guy who's kind of upped his production he's been shooting like seven to a game or so and he's been shooting Confident. over 40s yeah from three and if you can keep that up into the playoffs then it's a whole another situation then it's reggie bullock who right because he's playing the reggie no no nah, they even bring up i mean <laughs> shout out to reggie but nah, quinton is a quinton's another level he's coming in on fire too like i'm excited to see quinton grimes uh, he's gonna keep donovan mitchell busy um, on the other end, which is good as well. Keep him running around. We'll see what they do with Donovan if they if they put him on. I know Brunson's going to try to switch on him a lot, so we'll see how that works out. But Quentin Grimes has the potential to have a big series when they, you know, they're going to start trapping Brunson. That ball's going to swing, um, and I trust him. I, I, we knew all season long, speaking to, like, our rise, you know, up to three-point percentage rankings. Quickly and Grimes felt like they forgot, like they the, they lost their powers like the monsters at the beginning of the season from the oh, yeah. quickly couldn't hit anything. He had a rough you know I mean? He was playing well, like generally, you know, the defense oh, was the there. Defense. He to leaned the on that hard yeah, the first half of the hard. season. But he couldn't hit anything. And it was kind of, you know, like, okay, he's going to work out of it. Grimes, that lasted a little bit later. But last month, you see what he's been able to do. Quickly has been on fire for months now. These guys are coming in and, I, you know, kind of to George's confidence. You know, you watch us how we've been playing and what we've been doing to teams. Good teams, like great teams. We've been beating great teams uh, consistently for months. A lot of our guys are just not generally thought of or rated in reality as to where they are today. They are thought of as who they were at the beginning of the season, maybe, right? I'm not, I don't think the Cavs are going to take us lightly, but I still yeah. think just... I don't think people realize what Quinton Grimes is now, right? I don't think people... Quickly, they've definitely come around on quickly. But I still think these guys just have a level they're going to show in the playoffs. It's going to get the national media to kind of even take a step back and say, these Knicks kids are good. Yeah. Yep. I, t- I totally agree with that. And for me, I kind of I kind of like RJ as an X factor. And, and the reason is because it's like you look for an X factor to be something you weren't really expecting, right? Yeah. And then come in and boom, right? And RJ's kind of struggled, you know what I mean, most of the season. And amidst the struggles, the team has still had success. You know what I mean? So it's like if RJ if, if RJ does show up and show out, it's only going to be good things. You know what I mean? Like it can only take them to another level. So I kind of like that as the X factor. But at the same time, um, they've been moving that ball, right? Like if you go and watch um, Donovan yeah. Mitchell's post-game press conference after the last game that we played, he was saying they were flying. Those guys were flying everywhere, right? Yeah. Guys were cutting left right they've been swinging that ball the last two weeks yeah we were talking about them kind of taking the foot off the gas a little bit right but only in terms of like intensity right they were still doing things right and yeah assists was a big piece of that they were doing they were putting up 30 plus assists in the last week and a half of the season um almost regularly you know what i mean where they didn't do that a lot um you know a lot earlier on in the season so that's another big piece too you know these guys i think um you know like terry said earlier there's another another level to it and i think that they're kind of waiting to unleash it you know come playoffs and uh man game one i, th- I think it's gonna come out you know with or without randall they're they're hungry and they're gonna be moving moving fast with and without that ball i agree i want to see them kill i want to kill their bench i just want you know <laughs> when quickly and hard, I'm hard myself up. <laughs> i just want to see them just go to the races and destroy them that's, Hell yeah, man. That's yeah. why I'm Hell throwing yeah. questions Mr. at Mr. y'all. Everybody's so hyped. All right. I got to throw, throw darts things. at y'all just to see if I can kill the hype. Just to... <laughs> Is there right. anybody that we overlooking? What was that, George? Wait. Well, I just wanted to chime in a couple things before just, we move on. Go ahead. 
because uh, we're you know we're all worried about RJ. Should be honest, we're worried about. Him. I think there's varying but degrees to the that. The Cavs got to be worried about sure. Garland. Garland shot for the season. He shot forty six point two percent and forty one percent from the three point line. But in the last eight games of this season, currently going into the playoffs, he's shooting only thirty three percent from the three point line. Thirty-eight. Cavs fans, Cavs fans think that he's on the same level as Brunson. I'm just putting this out there. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't start this. I've seen this being floated by Cavs fans everywhere. They think Darius no. Garland is on the same level as Brunson. I'm just putting that out there, George. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I just felt no, like no, it's, I, it's good to have context. I've been right? hearing that. Is it just you know? The, so in terms of concerns, Cavs have concerns themselves because he's one of the key players for them from the outside. If he's not hitting the three. Is it going to be all Donovan? Mm. Well, that's a that's a big issue for them. Yeah. The other key thing I think, and uh, it, it kind of ties into everything you guys have been saying, especially you, Lee, with Thibs, Thibs, and I'm like I'm, I'm I feel 100 that he's going to do it. But Deuce McBride has been a key player in the three wins. He didn't play the first game, but in the three games since, he's played in all three, and he has a 10.7 plus minus in just 12.7 minutes of play. It, it's just outside like he, mm -hmm. his disruption that he causes Donovan and Garland out on the perimeter. He gets them out of their rhythm. He gets them out of their comfort zones. Not only that, I'm just not sure right now if Randall is available. If, mm, if, yeah, if he's going to play, but I think he's a key factor, like an unknown. We don't know if Thibs is going to use uh deuce that way. But all signs point that he should. So it's going to be interesting. There's going to be times when Hart and Deuce and IQ is the the the, the, the backcourt, and that's going to really disrupt. And they might end up playing extra minutes against the starters. So that's going to be an interesting thing to look out for, especially you know, and if Okoro does play. Uh, I just don't see his offensive game being anywhere near anything is usable and uh you know he's coming off an injury as well oh. so his defense is going to be impacted i'll, I'll say that's, about that's why i kind of hope that randall does not play game one just so that he's you know for sure as as 100 as possible before he actually steps on the floor i will i will say this about like real quick um he has not been good offensively he has not been hitting the three but as a starter i've been listening to like the cast podcast He's been shooting 40% from three since he was starting. Now, he's been off. He's been injured. We all know how that goes when you come back and you're not in rhythm anymore. So that can plummet. But he's been playing. He's been shooting well from three ever since he's been starting. He wasn't on Brunson the last game. And also even Levert. Levert's been um, actually playing well in closing these games as well. So those guys, like the Levert, and RJ, like Kaya's fans kind of put them in the same boat where they feel like Levert can play sometimes, but sometimes they're fr he's frustrating and you don't know what you're going to get. They, they, they kind of view Levert like we view RJ. I'm just throwing that out there. It's a good comparison. Yeah. But Okoro's only shooting uh, 36% from the three on just like two attempts a game. Two yeah. or three a game. So it's not a yeah. volume. They're not he's different. Given, he averaged 6.4 points for the whole season. I think I saw something where, like, um, he's up there in how open his three-point shots are. Like, Okoro's just hitting an open shot from the corner. 
you know, Brunson, you know, ideally we'll have Brunson on a core, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to float, you know, you, you'll see what he does there, but I, you know, I can't see him hitting more than two a game. Um, and then he's a, a, a shooter like that tends to struggle, I feel like, in the playoffs. Once the lights go brighter, a kind of inconsistent shooter, I don't see Okoro being very comfortable, but you'll see. Like you said, we have to see how that knee heals up. Brunson's going to have him running everywhere, uh, wearing him out, hopefully. So I'm, uh, I want to see how we, you know, new, neutralize him uh, on the defensive end to a degree. But, you know, I, I, he's not beating us. You know, I, if we're giving up those open threes, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, okay, we're doing a good job. It's not Donovan killing us or something. I agree. Danny B, how's your, how are you on time? Could be, uh, Danny Green, uh, I got to be out. Be an for but I did want to throw out something else too, right? Like we're talking about our bench and stuff, right? What's another thing that pops to your head? Donovan Mitchell getting blocked at the end of a game by <laughs> Isaiah Hartenstein. Like we, like we have weapons, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do, we do. Already proven proven that they that they you know take care of business against that team so it's like you know when you hear these interviews with Darius Garland you know trying to you know pump up his bench and this and that and you know them, them talking about they, they think this is not a problem at all that's them trying to get in their own heads and and trying to pump themselves up you know what I mean because in reality it's the other way around you know what I'm saying I feel like they're more they really would should be more scared of us than we should be of them and mm-hmm. I think that um that's really what all that is is they're trying to pump themselves up to get on our level that's it you know, and as long as you keep that in perspective, you know, can't go wrong. I mean, just look at the confidence George is just putting out there. All yeah, that, that's the energy. Oh, that's man. the energy we need. That's the energy we need. I love it. <laughs> I love it, Looking man. at the numbers, guys. I'm, 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 I'm just putting out the balance. I'm, I'm just throwing in a wrench. Balance me out. <laughs> we got to gotta consider all sides. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because I, I was curious sides. what you guys felt about. We wouldn't be doing it, you know, due diligence. We wouldn't be giving this conversation justice without mentioning what weapons do they have? You know what I mean? Right. And taking it from that angle. And I thought, I thought we did a pretty good job of looking at it from that light too. You know what I mean? We don't have the experience of watching, you know, every Cavs game in and out, but for the most part, you know, got a guy like George who does his homework. You know, I'm pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> George, how do you feel about Jared Allen? Being that that Jalen Brunson likes to operate in that paint area, and Jared Allen wasn't was out before, and that's when Brunson really got busy. Got Jared Allen's points. only missed one game against oh no two games against the Knicks. He missed two games against mm-hmm. the Knicks, uh, and they're one and one. Uh, he's definitely going to be a factor for them, uh, but he doesn't shoot the three at all. He doesn't. I mean, if if uh, Mitch is if Mitch is on him or Obi's on him offensively uh, defensively their life's going to be so much easier for them he doesn't he doesn't ever leave the paint area you know so he's and i mean then there's mitch who's you know one of the the, the best offensive rebounder in the game and hartenstein is the eighth best offensive rebounder in the game so uh, rebounding both own them we own them and they are one of the best teams at causing turnovers but we are one of the best and it's a lot of it is allen and all that congestion we're one of the best teams at committing uh, the fewest turnovers. So it's, it's it like what, where their strengths are. We also have strengths. So when it comes down to it, Jared Allen uh, can be neutralized by this team. They can I be, because who's he going to guard? Especially when uh, let's say, for example, it's Josh Hart playing the four. <laughs> Allen's going to have to be chasing Hart around. Or it's RJ. He's going to be chasing right. one of those. He's going to be. Around. He's going to have to be. He's going to be pulled. He's going to be on a yeah, list. He's going to be pulled. Pulling yeah, strength, yeah. you know exactly. And, yeah, and I mean, then it's not like he can't be. He, look, 
those two guys, they're going to block shots. They're going to get in. They're going to, you know, ruin some great drives that Hart does or RJ does. It's going to happen. But over the course of a series, the Knicks are going to wear them down because we don't have to stop going in. They have to keep stopping us every time we go in. And they're going to get foul calls. I know you get a little more latitude in the playoffs. But even with that being said, we benefit from it as well. So it's, I don't think he's that big of a factor in terms of giving Cleveland that much big of a boost. I think, I think if, if we get, if, you know, they get Allen back and we get Randall back, we benefit. We get a bigger boost from that. I totally agree with that. Plus you got Mitch looking at it like, you know, oh, you're the guy that used to be over in New York. Yeah. He's taking it personal. Mitch is taking it personal. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch is excited. Yeah. And I love Jared Allen. Mm -hmm. I love his game. I love his whole vibe, everything about him. Oh, definitely. This is not a great matchup for him. I mean, they're back up big. You know, we're talking about Hardenstein. What are they? They're going to have to play one of Allen or Mobley pretty much all game long. Yep. Right? Their backup big is is Wade, isn't it? Wade? Or Stevens when they play him at the four or core. Like, it's. Robin Lopez. But if Robin plays, from Cavs fans, it sounds like he's not playing at all. But regardless, you know, if you see they're forced to play another big, but a guy like Hardenstein, who's been ridiculous for months now, right? You know, he comes in. What kind of advantage is he going to create? Yeah, George. Look, he's a key. Listen, <laughs> another, another, another thing. Sorry to jump on you guys here. Ah, Same with, because the Thibs factor. Because Thibs is the X factor here. Thibs. Thibs could, that's another way to neutralize those bigs. Give the ball to Isaiah. Top of the key. Yep. Top of the three-point yeah. line. Let guys cut. Let him dribble. Let handoffs. Pick and rolls. He's going to terrorize them because now he's going to find guys cutting. And when guys are cutting, Moby's going to have to spin around and he might get the block, but he might also get a foul or he might even get, we might even get an end one. So that, and just basically what we saw in the last game of the, uh, the, the matchup against Cleveland, that's what we saw. So uh, I, I think if, if Thibs focuses this week on unleashing Hartenstein even more, that's another uh, big weapon that we have. Yeah. Hartenstein and Obi out there on the three. And I want to see Hartenstein take a three or two. You know, he buries one. You know, that changes a lot in terms of how the Cleveland's going to have to play him. But, and then we saw him drive. Remember that? <laughs> he drove. He just took it. I love that. that <laughs> yeah. Everybody got secret skills late in the season. That Yeah, but Mitch, even Mitch, um, if they're bigs, one of their two bigs gets in foul trouble, it's a wrap. Yeah. They, 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 they're so thin. They're so thin in the front court. Like you said, with Obi and Hartenstein coming in, it, it could get ugly. So let's see, you know, let's see how, how, what kind of whistle we get. If we get an MSU whistle, uh, if RJ finally gets a call, if Brunson <laughs> keeps getting his whistle, if Quickly keeps getting a whistle. Um, but a couple of fouls on those guys. And they, they're, they're running like with like a chicken with their head cut off. You know what I mean? It changes so much for them. The minutes, the fatigue, the bench comes in. Now they're killing you and running. It's like, 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 George, give me some more confidence. But we just have so many waves of attacks, right? It's like, once that doesn't work, we're going to do this other thing. And I'm going to keep doing this when they keep coming at you for 48 minutes. Uh, yeah. You got it. Nah, our you got depth it. is definitely, playing like it. definitely something. It's on, our, our second best lineup right now is Jalen Brunson quickly. Josh Hart, Julius Randle, and I Hart right now. Second best lineup. Oh, 
Yeah. Here's, uh, let me throw a couple 20. more stats at you guys just to, in support of what I've been saying here because I look at the team from December 4th onward. It's like the, before that, December 3rd and previous was a different team. It was a totally different team. I got to jump in. December 4th was the Enjoy the rest of the combo. I appreciate Check you guys out. having me. Later, Danny. What's up, Danny? Have a good one, Matt. Great having you, you Danny. So since December 4th, since Thibs tightened up the rotation, benched Fournier, Reddish, and Rose, and started giving Deuce some minutes. And remember, Hart wasn't here yet. Since then, the Knicks have won 37 games, one more than the Cavs. They have a better record than the Cavs since December 4th. And that includes three games against the Cavs in that span. Wow. And <laughs> when you look at the opponent e-field goal percentage, the Knicks have the seventh best opponent e-field goal percentage. The Cavs, who are supposed to be you know, the best defense, right? They have the ninth best. They have, so we are better at forcing teams to underperform mm. in their normal self than the Cavs do. That's just e-field goal. Then uh, the turnovers opponents turnovers even though the Cavs are known to be one of the best at causing turnovers the this since December 4th they are number two right but the Knicks in terms of actual turnovers since then the, the same number they're, they're, they're seventh we have 12.9 per game so that's a wash so it's not like they're going if they force us to commit the same amount of turnovers that they force everybody else. That's just right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't see the edge. I don't see the edges for uh, the Cavs at the moment. They only have one. Donovan Mitchell is the, at the shooting guard position is the only matchup that they have a clear advantage. We beat him at point guard, small forward, power forward, center bench and head coach. Uh, and so there's really, I agree with you, George. There's no reason to be fearful of this Cavalier team. They're the most beatable of the top four and really, I think if the season would have started differently for both our teams, it's very possible we could even be in the fourth seed. I mean, yeah, we started right. diametrically opposed. They were they were hot with the addition of Donovan. We really struggled out the gate trying to integrate Evan Fournier. It wasn't until he cut that nine-man rotation in December that things started turning around for us. Only four games separate us. And I really believe in Tom Thibodeau. If there's a year for him to exceed expectations, it's this one. He already did in the regular season. Why not keep it going in the postseason? If there... If there's any pushback I have to offer, um, the only thing I will say is without Julius Randle being there, because when I look at it, right, I look at it as, you know, you have Don, you have Donovan Mitchell and you also have Jalen Brunson, right? Those are the two high caliber guys. Some people have Donovan Mitchell over Jalen Brunson. I remember watching, <laughs> shout out to my guys, uh, Telem Alejandro. I remember watching Jalen Brunson cook Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs and then cook him in the regular season. So I know he has the top end athleticism, but for me, I feel like Jalen Brunson has like the mental part of the game down to get you the, the other people involved down. He's involved from the three point line. He has the, the overall leadership. I, I feel like people are sleeping on that. Right. Um, my thing is, is I, I'm still carping on OB. I, I still feel like, Having OB being defender with RJ and with Jalen Brunson, having three kind of shaky defenders, um, 
at the same time with a team that likes to run pick and roll a lot, you know, fourth highest rate pick and roll rate. I, I feel like if you if you force a switch and you play pick and roll with Jalen Brunson and Obi Toppin, you're we might be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like I so uh, at least for a stint, at that point though, maybe maybe um maybe Tibbs plays uh heart more than Obi, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe Obi only plays five minutes if they start exploit that. But um that's those are the things that I worry about when it comes to this game. And also I also worry about where are the points coming from if Jalen Brunson isn't scoring 48. You know? And I can let you guys I have an idea, but I can let you guys respond to that. Emmanuel quickly. My man. I, mean, I, I think yeah. Quickly is already a household name Absolutely. thanks to the sixth man of the ward candidacy. But I think a lot of people are like jumping on a bandwagon without actually knowing what the footage looks like. Yeah. They're about to find out exactly what it looks like in real time, live and direct. Quickly is going to cut this team. You think about the guys who are going to be darting him off the bench, who the primary matchup will be. I mean, these Dean Wades, Lamar Stevens, Ricky Rubio, Raul yes. Neto, these guys, these bums are going to get cut by him. I think quickly averages close to 20 a game off the bench. I think he's probably our third best offensive player after Randall. Best. I said it like and, and, a month ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, th- I think that will continue into the playoffs. And I think he's going to show in the playoffs that he's more valuable to us on both sides of the court than R.J. Barrett, which will then open up the stretches in the summer on, on how we consolidate this roster. But most importantly, invest and hand the bad to Emmanuel quickly. I think he is a very crucial piece off the bench that's going to be a, a huge plus in our in the category for us in beating this team in six. Yeah, he's a, he's a special, special player. Uh, he's a star in the making. Uh, he's showing it now. This season was longer. He'd end up averaging like 19 points per game, even off the bench the way he's going. Uh, yeah, he's going to destroy their bench, right? That's why I'm interested to see like how they divvy up those minutes. Uh, but, you know, Okoro is spending all that time with Brunson. Once, uh, once Quickly's on, you know, what, who are they going to put on Quickly, right? And you've seen what he's been able to do. Just a microwave. Give him, give him three minutes. Give you nine points, right? He's yeah. playing excellent defense this season. And he, he's feeling it. He is he just on the ascension. And you can feel like he has like the wind behind his back at this moment, right? If he's like, he can do anything. If he's like, he's just going to keep surprising us, taking that next step. You look at what he did in Boston. I know, you know, that game thankfully got national exposure, but that was no small feat. Yeah. Short-handed on the road, starting in the most important position. And he just, he just leads, he goes off. That bench is not good for Cleveland. We've spoken about it a bit. That bench is not good. So they're going to get in a, a situation where, and I hear you, JLS, with the, uh, you know, pick and roll, especially, you're right, you know, Brunson, RJ, Obi, we get in that kind of situation consistently. Right. But I feel like Donovan Mitchell hits two pull-up jumpers, timeout, and Josh Hart is in. Yeah. Right? I feel I like a weapon like Josh Hart, right? You can just put Josh Hart in, honestly, well, Kirkley's always going to be one or two with Brunson as well. So you can put Hart anywhere, what, four, three, or two at any point. Right, and you're gonna get production. You're gonna you're gonna be able to stem the bleeding if you need to. So I feel like we have enough counters for their offense if we do what we're supposed to do, right? And I think you know just to the point of their defense, how good they've been. You know they're great at the rim. They're good defending the three. We're good in the we make tough shots, right? Especially obviously Jalen Brunson is a big part of that. Uh, and we'll see what we get out of Randall eventually. But Brunson. You know, he he's made a living off of making shots you didn't think he could make, yeah. right? 
he he had Mobley in the blender at times mm-hmm. when he dropped 38. I know Lamar Stevens is not Isaac Okor, of course, but who, we've seen Brunson cook Mikael Bridges, right? You've seen Brunson cook everyone. Yeah. He, his footwork, Brunson's footwork and movement is so on point. I think once he gets to his spot, it doesn't matter who's in front of him. He's practiced his feet lining up in this position, getting to this spot, and it won't matter. His blinders on, he can make the tough shot. So I think I think maybe it'll take him a little time to figure it out, but I think Brunson, over the course of the series, such a smart player as well, right? He's just going to start figuring them out more and more and more, and eventually, hopefully, put the foot on the pedal and uh, take us home in six. The Knicks-Cavs record this season is 3-1 to the Knicks. And that one game we lost, I know y'all watch it. Kevin Love went off oh, in the perimeter, yes. drained like eight threes on us. And I've said it on the show with Jay Ellis Ryan. I'm so happy Kevin Love is no longer on the Cavs because that's one <laughs> X factor that, I mean, as a championship yeah. player, so he's been in the finals three, four times. He knows what it takes to win. And his three-point stroke is strong and very hard to guard. And I'm really glad that he's <laughs> off that team and in Miami suffering over there. Uh, yeah, Kevin Love hates us. He does. Yeah, he's, got, he, he's like he's like Terrence Ross. He's like uh, Markinen. These guys, Ricky Rubio. That time, huh? we've yeah. been through it. And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna just let you guys know. I'm very optimistic about this team beating the Cavs too, but I, I'm just pouring guard in the situation. I already knew Emmanuel Quickly is the answer. I, I'm the biggest Emmanuel Quickly <laughs> fan out there, but I was just throwing the alley oop for leading to that man. I'm that guy. <laughs> Daniel quickly. My guy. And it looks like we got Ryan G back too. Yeah, Let's man. go. Sometimes you got a point guard when you're the host. You can't just give the answer. You got to throw the loud. So in the matchups here, the uh, the four games, Knicks and Cavs. Shout to Ryan G. The, the Knicks bench are all plus. Josh Hart's a plus 18. It's only one game, so it's not that big a deal. Deuce plus 10.7. Quickly plus 9.8. Hartenstein plus nine. Obi Toppin, a plus four. And he averaged 14 and a half minutes per game against them, shot 55.6% overall and 45.5% from the three point line. That's Obi. Randall is a minus six in the three games he played against the Caps. So that's what I see what I mean by this is a lose lose situation for the Caps. Yeah, because if Randall starts, it doesn't mean that life is easier for them. It's just different. When you look at the Cavs, the Cavs, Isaac Okoro is a plus 10.7 in three games he played. Jared Allen, in the two games he played, he's a plus 10.0. Now, both those guys played in the very first game, the one that they won. After that, it's Donovan Mitchell, Dean Wade, who I think is an X-factor. His size is a problem for us. He can get his shot off. If he's hitting his shot, he could, he's going to be a problem for us. Uh, same with Osman. He's a good defender. But Osman's just even. Mobley's a plus 3.3. Darius Garland is a minus 2.3. The rest of the team and the bench are all minus. So it's reversed. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. bench are all plus, and our starters are minus. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat is back reverse. The RJ factor. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, I was and RJ's too. a plus player against them. I'm just being sarcastic. Yeah. No, I mean, just, just oddly, because he's not hasn't been a plus player for the whole season. But Yeah. It, ah. yeah it's, it's crazy. Karis Levert is a minus, and he played all four games, a minus 14. Damn. Wow. Average per game. This is average per game. Yeah. 
that's do you guys rough. do you guys have any um closing lineups that you would like to see game on the line game on Ooh, the line good question game mm. on the line i want to do one with randall one without i want i want to see <laughs> <laughs> but, i mean randall's um, gonna you know randall's gonna be there um if, if he's playing he's in the closing lineup right right if he's playing <laughs> yeah you know, so he's, we're, yeah we're, i'm just looking at the tea leaves game one i'm giving you i'm gonna talk to give you a time to think about it game one you know we're not expecting to have randall you already know the game plan Jalen brunson is cooking everybody right fourth quarter comes they're going on to take the ball out of his hands they, so somebody else might randall have to quickly. have the ball they're taking the ball out of brunson's hand in that instance that's the beauty of Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, it's great. It's every answer. <laughs> and we saw it already. It's great that you pointed out, JLS, because yeah. we, we actually saw it. And it's an argument that I would get in with JD and, uh, and Keith about this. Like I said, there's going to be a time when the ball in the fourth quarter is going to be in Quickly's hands and Brunson's going to be the off guard to capitalize on his ability to score without having to fight through pick and rolls and double teams and everything. Quickly can do that dirty work. And find Brunson out. Un- un- uh oh, what happened? Oh my! Hello. Sorry, technical difficulty, guys. I don't know what happened just now, but my Zoom just crapped out on me. Okay. One, let me see what he can do. Let's be real. We've seen him be a decent to pretty good tough shot maker. Sometimes a shockingly good. Tough yeah. shot maker. Uh, one of my my one of the things I want to see this series has nothing to do with real X's and O's to a degree. I just would love one of those Randall on the road first quarters where he's just hitting things that make no sense. Uh, <laughs> we, we we've seen this you know, a couple a few times this season. I miss it. Yeah, and it is <laughs> it is so much fun to watch, but it's also you can just see the collective shock of the other team that this is still happening. Yeah. Um, and he has it in him. I, I loved how he approached fourth, uh, first quarters on the road this season. You would you would go out there, you know, sometimes a little bit of tunnel vision, but he'd go out there with a mission to kind of get the crowd out of the game early. So when he does come back, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of approaches that in a playoff setting. Uh, it's a big series for him. You know, I, I have some empathy for him for the last series. I think, you know, his first playoffs, he was judged pretty harshly. He was horrible. But there's some things that were going on there. This is still a big series for him, even with the injury, even on a personal level. I know he wants to show something. I want to push back on that. I, I, want, I want to hear your explanation for why you would want iHeart over Mitch in a late game scenario. And I'd love to hear the other guy's opinion on what they think about that as well. Ooh. Give me the scenario where that made sense. Time You're going to be disappointed. It was, oh, what's up, JS? Okay, so I'm going to just oh. upgrade, update <laughs> you guys on what happened. My oh, Zoom knocked out. So y'all was having a conversation. Oh. Y'all was having a conversation <laughs> ever by yourselves. All right. How's it still streaming? So so so, so they couldn't hear anything. I, we came back. We came back around the conversation of you talking about Julius Randle hitting threes like he's out of his mind. And now <laughs> I'm hearing that you prefer our heart to end well, over Mitch. Okay. So, I'm gonna give a caveat. Wait, before, my caveat. before you answer the I heart. Thing yeah, or the sure. Mitch thing. Can I just <laughs> say something about Julius Randle in the fourth quarter? It's it's weird because what you everything you said, Lee, like 
just the eye test and just it seems logical. Yeah, you want Randall on the court in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. The problem is Randall commits more f- turnovers and clutch than oh, any you other. Need my conversation Ooh. right now. Hold on, George. That's number one. <laughs> number two, Ooh. he Randall. Randall, Randall only number one turnovers. Thirty-one <laughs> percent from the field, and it, which is the the worst among the starters. And he shoots 26, 27% from the three point line. Damn. One thing he does do is he goes to the free throw line. He does go through the free throw line at a pretty decent clip, uh, kind of comparable to what Brunson gets. We're talking about only in clutch, in the clutch. Yeah. So if, if they utilize him as a decoy, that's great. But putting the ball in his hands to make him make decisions in clutch time, no, that's a recipe. We've seen it. I think Jay Ellis and I have had this conversation and he pointed that out and I countered with, I think he's also really high. He's like top five in assists, blocks, steals, re- defensive and offensive rebounds. So there's, there's a balance there. You need him as a decoy. Cause I mean, Hey, the guy's still in, in crunch that's, time. Blocks to me, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It still matters. It's to me. That's like for sure. That's that to me. That's those are role player stats in crunch times. I'm sorry, we we, we not talk about first and second options. <laughs> he gets the most rebounds in clutch. Like <laughs> that's great. I love that. Listen, but thing is though, can you I'm put the ball in the basket? And can you not turn the ball over? That those that's, are the that's, two that's most important things. stats and assists. I'll give the that as being the third best stat for a guy who's a closer. I think is points, turnovers, and assists. Personally. For our first, the other guys are in the top five. They're, it's all stars. You're, you're, all, you're talking about stars in the rankings of all those metrics. So you know, there's no role players in that conversation. I'm talking about role players statistics. I'm talking about the statistics you're mentioning as the best. Like I feel like those statistics are, are like, that's cool for role players, but for a first option, you need to be good at putting points on the board, not turning the ball over, and and setting up other people. And Randall has been good at setting other people in the clutch, um, but not even as a primary ball handler. I feel like he sets up other people in the clutch when he gets the ball and he passes to somebody else more so because I feel like when he has the ball with 10 seconds left, he's not giving the ball up. He's shooting it. That's the, that's what I've seen. But to me, those are the three most important stats for a first, second option, and he hasn't been that so far. I think all those stats are important. I mean, those stats are impacting offense and defense. And I mean, as like I said, the guys who are at second, third, fourth, fifth sets, they're all other stars on other teams. So if you're in crunch time, you're 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 a great player. You're more than a starter. You're probably a top four guy on the team. So but I, I disagree that assist doesn't mean as much as a rebound or blocking or stealing, because those are impacting shifts in momentum as well. No, I said assist are I said the thing as, is Ali is they're not that exciting, his assist numbers in, in clutch, just in the clutch. They're not well, that exciting. Let me just say it's, this about Randall. A lot of it is counteract because of yeah. the turnovers. He tries to make that pass, and then you know someone tips it and a turnover and trips. Uh, I mean, he's been better. He's been better of late, but marginally, yeah. I mean, listen, Randall. We're not putting Randall in the clutch because we think he's a great clutch player. It's that he's going to be playing. If no matter what happens this series, he will be on the court. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> unless he's fouled out, he will be playing. He attention. <laughs> like that's yeah. the only yeah. So he will be playing. So I mean, listen, he he has a he has a chance. It's the pressure's not on him like before, right? If he can get his. I'm hoping that this meant. I was getting worried about Randall. I think this injury in a weird way might be a blessing uh, in disguise for just his mental health. 
to get, you know, get to kind of calm down to end the season mm-hmm. and hopefully come in here with a good mindset, not get frustrated. You know, the refs aren't going to be making calls. So, you know, where we've seen how that's going to build up. I know once you get to the playoffs, people will try to rile him up just to get yep. him off his game. But more so, the coaches are going to be telling him to do that. It's going to be a different game, but he has a lot more weapons this time. And he's this year, you know, I thought he did a really good job coming in, letting Brunson take the reins. Not too much, like too many issues there at all. All right. Adjust to his role, but then started playing like, you know, the player we knew he could be. And now he's shooting way more threes, kind of give up the mid-range a little bit. Um, more efficient this year, even though his, his raw percentages aren't, you know, as high as that season a couple of years ago. But did it with the fans, right? So I, this is this kind of final step for him this season. He's got to, he doesn't have to do everything. He does not need to be a hero, but he's got to be solid. And even with yep. the, I think he misses game one, like you said, George. I'm beginning to think like, yeah, he's going to miss game one. So maybe Obi and friends, we run them off the court. But when he gets yeah. back in, uh, he, he, could, he could turn this. We get a good Randall, then it's like, this series is a whole different conversation. We're not Absolutely. even expecting, think about this, right? All of us, we've been talking for a week about this. And yes, because of the injury, but also because of, you know, he can be inconsistent. We know he can maybe, you know, the bright lights, you don't know how he's going to act. We've kind of downplayed Julius Randall, right? Because we're like, yeah, okay, we don't know what we're going to get. If we just get what we've gotten for a lot of the season, then a lot of this analysis between what's going to happen, they're not going to be able to handle him at all. Evan Moby's going to be in foul trouble like that. It's going to just change everything for them defensively. Yeah. So that's the blessing of Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's. But let's let's get to the other question that we was getting into before we went back to Julius Randle was which was um, who do you prefer to close games? A Hartenstein or Mitch Robinson, I think is a, is a pretty fair, interesting conversation. I got disclaimer. So I wasn't, <laughs> well, I said both. What I really meant was in a sense where Mitch is, I've, Mitch has had games where he's really struggled, foul trouble early. You know what I mean? He's prone to a slight niggle here and there. Uh, I am very comfortable with Hartenstein if, if it comes to that, right? He's going to hit his free throws as well, at least better than Mitch. So I'm not trying to not have Mitch in my closing lineup, right? I think, Lee, I agree with you fully. Josh Hart has to be there. Brunson has to be there. You're going to need quickly for ball handling. I would love Grimes there. I just like the decisions he makes, but it's tough to build that lineup. Where yeah. if you're, Maybe you get hard at the four once. You know what I mean? We'll see, depending on what it could be. Um, but yeah, but no. I, have, I want Mitch in the clutch, but I, I'm just so confident in our central rotation. And I'm so confident in what I see Hartenstein do. And just like he just elevated that unit as well. And I think he can have a great series because he's gonna be facing a lot of tired bigs. Uh, we'll see what Dean Wade does. Like you mentioned, George, if, he, if he's hitting his shot and he's getting out there, stretching the, the floor, he's there's some there's, there's some problems there. But I expect Isaiah to have a big series as well. All these guys have been playing so well just coming into the playoffs. We, we peaked really at the right time. Obviously, with the big guys, we've got to see how they come back from the injury. Uh. Knicks since December 4th have the fourth highest free throw rate in the NBA. So wow. That's the kind of stuff that okay. Cleveland's going to have to yep. have to continue. Mm. Yeah. That's what's up. You, you know when it comes to Mitch versus Hartenstein, Mitch to me, Mitch has been the better center for most of the season. Hartenstein has probably been the better center recently. Um. So I can see why some people might trying to might start to um turn more to Hartenstein. 
with Hart, especially when you have Hartenstein and that combination of Hartenstein and Josh Hart together in particular works pretty well because that's that's when the passing really goes through the roof. Both guys are able to kind of throw that go ahead pass um, and start the break, and all of a sudden that pace is a lot faster. So I understand why you go there. But to me, it, it just really depends on the flow of the game. Like, it really does. Because there's games where Mitch is just freaking dominant and he's gobbling up every offensive rebound. And to me, when we have these longer centers with the longer arms, sometimes I feel like he he fares well against those type of guys versus iHeart. But at the same time, though, there's times where, you know, our heart kind of can do the same thing where the passing is clicking and he's not fouling. So like it can really go by the flow of the game. Like it really can, because I've seen games where I heart just makes dumb fouls every other play. And I've seen games when Mitch does the same thing. <laughs> so it's like, like their, their it, numbers it really, the it really game. depends. Huh? Their numbers are t- the numbers of Mitch and, and Isaiah since the all-star game are crazy similar. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. That's what we yeah. need, right? The drop off between Brunson quickly and uh Mitch and Isaiah and Hartenstein is going to be obviously we know Brunson's a better player, but honestly, the way quickly he's been playing, it's going to be minimal. It's like two other starters oh, yeah. coming out there. And then Josh yeah. Hart, too. Man. And maybe it'll be Randall. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, baby? <laughs> Let's go. You never I'm know. Like, man. I'm, I'm so ready for this series. I'm so ready for this series. I am. I just wanted to get started. You know what I mean? Like, like let's get to see actual footage of this uh, on Saturday, you know? Um, and I'm excited to see what the Garden's going to be like on Game 3. Is it crazy that I'm hella optimistic about Tom Thibodeau? Yes. <laughs> I know Jay Ellis got to be pissed crazy. right now. Like, I, bro, I'm really argument. confident. I've gotten an argument with you just based on the fact that you're super optimistic after you've been screaming fire tapes for like two months. <laughs> He's <laughs> turned a corner, man. He's, well, he changed. He changed. He has. Now he deserves he credit. Has. He deserves credit. He, no, he, he deserves, deserves credit. credit. He, he, he does. deserves credit. Because I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve credit. That's a whole other conversation. So, <laughs> since the All Star Game, the Knicks have four players averaging more than 19 points per game. Damn. Who are That's they? Crazy. And That's RJ's a crazy one, stat. 19.3. Quickly's averaging 21. Quickly has to be one for sure. And Julius 26.5. Awesome. Just something. That's crazy. Hart coming to the team. Just it made the team click finally. Yeah. He was like that last ingredient in, in, in whatever the dough, or whatever. And he woke up RJ defensively. RJ has been markedly better defensively since the All-Star break. Nothing great, you know, but just better. He was just becoming complete eyesore. It was driving everybody crazy. So he's improved there. Uh, the shooting has gone crazy. Except everyone except for RJ. And, and well, even Obi, Obi's only shooting 33% since the All-Star break. But he's recently recaptured his three-point shot. Yeah. And he was uh, injured and rusty too for a little bit, you know? Obi? Yeah. Yeah, he did have an like idea. He, that he yeah, like, like he's like now he's flowing, man. Obi, Obi's been fantastic on offense. He's flowing beautifully now. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, He's but, been adding stuff the to real, his game. I, okay, here's a question. Sorry, JLS, if I ask this question. Sure. Ask you guys. I want to ask you, JLS. Let's go. If a player has a breakout series for the Knicks, who do you think it'll be? Oh. 
Who do I think it'll be? Yeah. Oh. Based on where we're right now, the trending, everything we've been seeing. Oh, I have two players in mind off the rip. Two players in mind. Okay. Is is to me is quickly and grinds, man. It's quickly and quickly. Yep. Quickly (laughs) has already been ascending. I told you, I made I made the first overreaction video on quickly last year when I said he must start after a one preseason game. All right. <laughs> so I've been in the quickly high for a we long drop time. A poll. I, I, huh? I want to see what the uh, what the chat says. So shout out to the chat. Everybody hit yeah. the thumbs That's, up button. Thumbs up for your boys. Yeah. yeah. Subscribe. I, yeah. I think I'm curious curious just the thinks. way that he manages the game. The way that he passes, the way that he gets to his floater, and also what's kind of gone on the radar is the way that he's added like a mid-range jumper to his game. He's added like a mm-hmm. mid-range jumper to his game, and he's also kind of copy-pasted Jalen Brunson's um, kind of turn away, turn like fadeaway mid-range. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like he'll have a count. Like he, he, he copied all Jalen Brunson's counters. I don't know if you have to notice in that because Jalen Brunson has a counter, right? Where he'll drive and if he caught off the drive, he'll spin back and do the fadeaway. Jay quickly started doing the same thing. And I, I just think the game is sincerely slowed down for them ever since the Celtics game. And um, I want to see him do good, but a part, a part of me also is scared that he might do too good. And then he's going to command like $60,000 a year or something. <laughs> $60 million. And of course, I'm, being, I'm exaggerating we, a little bit. <laughs> we got to keep him. We got to keep Kirkley. But for me, it's it's Grimes. It's Clinton Grimes. I, it's, that's my... I saw tweeted a couple of weeks ago, I think, that uh, my second favorite player on the team after Brunson. But just, just the way he plays the game, plays so smart, same jumper every time. If you're contesting him or not, it's the same movement. He's decisive. Uh, and once he hits a couple of contested threes, which he 100% will, they're going to, you know, they'll play even tighter. And then we get to see that, that incredible first step that no one can predict. Uh, I think, you know, there's so many weapons, like George you keep saying, there's so many weapons that they really have to deal with. Um, and Grimes, I don't, you know, they're not taking anything lightly. I don't think they think he's an afterthought, but I think, you know, we've seen what Grimes did summerly. You saw what Grimes did in that yeah. rookie game. I know it doesn't matter, but we've seen Grimes show, and even recently, just in the last few games, we've seen him show what he could do, what he can be. I want him with the ball more, right? I, I hope over the playoffs he proves himself because I want Quentin Grimes with the basketball. Yeah. Ooh. Steph Bond, Stephen I... Bondi just tweeted out, the Cavs are expecting Julius Randle to play. Mm, he's like we're not falling for the open now we don't play him right ryan who do you think? who's your guy now you pull him back um my guy is grimes because with iq i think people expect iq to really perform like he's been performing well like since the all-star break so i think if iq has breakout performances i think it's to be expected so i think the one guy that's really been on a hot streak out of the latest grimes and i would expect him out of anybody like to have those breakout games where Going into the playoffs, he's going to carry that hot streak and continue to knock in shots and play good defense on the defensive end. He's low-key one of the huge X-Factors, man. I feel like he's X-Factor. I feel like Mitch pick-and-roll defense with Grimes has been a staple for us earlier and for us to get back uh, to the uh, defensive prominence. They're going to have to get it together. 
Um, I, I feel like those guys are X Factor. This is a lot of little X Factors. Josh Hart is another one who, like you said, has is made our bench playable. We were negative before All Star break when when our bench until Josh Hart got here. Now he had the fourth best net rating in the NBA with Josh Hart on the bench. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, the, the, the center position with I Hart. I mean Hartenstein. There's a lot, man. There's there's a lot. <laughs> because we're playing so a nine young, man rotation. Yes. Nine-man rotation. We've been in playoff yes. mode. We've been in playoff mode. Yeah. You know I mean, mode. teams are going to adjust the rotations and they'll be playing certain lineups way more minutes than they ever have. We're doing the same thing we've done all for months. Obviously, there'll be some adjustment. You know what I mean? But we're used to this, <clears> right? We've already seen games where, you know, some guys like RJ hardly played because someone else was playing well. So I feel like we're so used to the kind of basketball we're about to be playing for the next two months. We'll see how far we go. But uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I want the series to too. start. These guys are ready. You saw what uh, Josh Hart said. He's like, he's ready for Saturday. Quickly, they look confident. Mitch, I love that interview where Tyler, <laughs> to your attitude, George, where he said, they were talking about the big man. I think it was Bondi, right? And Mitch said, yeah. we got guys too. He's yeah, like, yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm going to, uh, okay. Right. So for my guy, and it's predicated on Randall not playing the first two or three games. I think it could be Obi Toppin. That Let's go. I like that. I like that. It just just breaks out. We win those first two at Cleveland, come back, steal game three, and then we are <laughs> three nothing. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, Cleveland's just shit in their pants. <laughs> you know, and Obi just breaks out. He's just 30 and eight. And you know he's shooting, you know, forty-two percent from the three-point line, and he's yes, go. life insane <laughs> for the two bigs there. You know he basically plays the Randall, the best of what Randall gives you when he's just lighting up from beyond and then driving. And yeah. uh, but he will have to distribute the ball a little more. That's one thing Obi doesn't necessarily do, but it's been picking up a little bit his assists here and there, and, and definitely the rebounding. But if Obi gets, he, he's going to get the chance to have to be a. To have a breakout uh, moment here, and like yep. Clyde said, Clyde said, you know, you make your name in the playoffs in in the regular season, but you make your fame in the playoffs. Yeah, and these Obi guys want the most Obi, game. Obi's playing for a contract. Yeah, he does. IQ's yeah. playing for a contract. Yeah, Obi has yeah. The, the season, IQ the has season could not have ended better for him. The season could not have perfect end to the season for Obi. Obviously, he didn't want to see Randall get hurt, but Obi gets his confidence up, gets good minutes, shows a lot, expands yeah. his yeah. game Which, a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited. We're so oh, used man. to looking yeah. at the yeah. negatives of our players. Oh, well, Obi doesn't do, doesn't do But we got to look at Obi has superior abilities in other areas that other guys can't even match. Other bigs can't match. And we got to mm-hmm. lean into that. And that if motor, he does, motor if he's on, speed. <laughs> I loved how he came out first game, fired a three-pointer, hit it. I think that was the yep. Cleveland game, right? He just said, you know, sorry about Kurt, but he's just like nailed it. The first shot. He said so he was going to do it too. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think they'll leave him more open than they should. Actually, Good. I can see Obi, you know, stretching the floor, pulling Mobley out a little bit. Yeah, it'll, it'll be o- Obi. Listen, he's coming in on the kind of form he's coming in on, and like you said, the contracts. That's if stuff that's for if him. he gets to start, if Randall does yeah. return, then it's going to be a whole different thing. Then twelve it, minutes. I, I think Grimes. Grimes is going to have more of the opportunity, and and uh, and you're right about IQ. He has already really established himself. I think for IQ to have a breakout, he'd have to like average thirty. You know, yeah. In the series, and just completely, right. you know. 
which he, you know, he's he's crazy like that. He he maybe thirty yeah. is a little, hard. but in terms of his efficiencies, he's just shooting fifty percent from the three and just killing everybody inside in the in the paint and just disrupting uh, on, on the perimeter defensively, just holding down Garland, making his life insane. Same with Lavert. Then you're like, wow, this guy's turned. And we have so we have several guys that we can choose from. That's why I think this team is so deep and can be really dangerous. Uh, we got a lot of points. We yeah. got like if you look through our roster, you could see you could see Grimes get twenty five if he gets really yeah. hot. You can see quickly get twenty five for sure. Any given night, you can see obviously Brunson, obviously Randall, and you could even see RJ if RJ just has one of those games where he's getting downhill. Possibly, I'm not really counting on that, but still, we got enough guy. Josh Hart can go crazy from three, like Obi. Like we have so many guys that can give us, you know, just put points on the board. And for Cleveland, you know. Obviously, top and top, top four guys, there's a lot there. But they just don't have a lot of shot creation. If Donovan yep. Mitchell isn't just insane, and funny enough, right, that game where we beat them, where Brunson dropped 38. If you look at what Donovan Mitchell shot that game, he's not going to shoot that in the playoffs. Like, that was, like, yeah. Brunson obviously scored more points, but Brunson missed a lot more. It was a lot more even. Donovan Mitchell's shooting in that game was completely unsustainable and not something yeah. I think we'd even see. And we took that punch and we still beat them by like like 130 to 116. But like by the fourth quarter, once we just started pushing on the gas, it just couldn't keep up. Like it genuinely just felt like that was the beauty of Brunson. Yeah. So answered back. He kept answering back. He will answer back. That's huge, right? One of the big things I think Brunson has brought to us as a franchise just this season is there's so many games in the past decade where we're playing some other team and their star is just kind of hot and he's going off and we just can't respond. And they get to an eight point lead. Right, Brunson all season long, if he'll rise to the occasion of who he needs to rise to the occasion for, and I think he's licking his lips at this matchup. I think he's he's excited for it. I think he's very confident against Donovan Mitchell. I think he's gonna, you know, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Generally, Donovan's you know. gonna get his points. He's gonna he'll get his points, but, yeah. but I think Jalen's gonna a ton of points, now. a ton of points. But Jalen's gonna be, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna look to match him as much as he can. You and touched on you know, something interesting. I don't think it's just about the shot creation. It's about output ability yes Cleveland depends so much on that backcourt every single game one of those two guys is going to be on the court the same way their front court is not the split minutes and stagger the backcourt is too and that's going to take a toll we we have shots coming from everywhere it's Mm -hmm. I mean especially even defensively I think our defensive rating is overrated because we put out a lineup of IQ Grimes Hart Randall and Mitch who are you hunting on mismatches (laughs) nobody there's no weak link there that's a lockdown defensive five. So we have a capabilities of being really potent on both sides of the ball where Cleveland depends so much on their front court to clean up defensive miscues and so much on their back court to carry the story load offensively. Yeah. I feel I feel like Donovan Mitchell last game got a lot of his points, pretty much um hitting bomb step back threes off Some the crazy dribble. Ones. And you're not going to be able to do that for four quarters. <laughs> And so it's like it got to a point where it's like, all right, either hitting the bomb three pointers off the dribble or he's breaking us down. He's getting into the paint and we were able to cheat because they don't have no shooters. <laughs> he's able to cheat, poke the ball away and contain yeah. him that way. Now, I might be a little bit different now with Jared Allen there. There might be more of a lob threat there, but that's why we have Mitch to take care of that stuff. You know what I mean? So if, I, I feel if, like if, we match up well. Um, I feel like it's going to be a good series, but I feel like ultimately the Knicks are going to to win, man. I, 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 that's yep. I can say. Let's go. We're going to yes, yes, sir. Let's go, Janice. Let's it. It's done. 
yeah. <laughs> now we just gotta watch it. Yeah, now we gotta watch. Now y'all y'all laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me when I said finals. How far can this team go? Because I genuinely believe in my heart, if things go right, I think we can go to the finals this year. I had that that spirit nine nine. Man, that the vibes are high right now. If it's a perfect storm, I really don't see a team outside the Bucks. But I really think Chris Middleton's not. There's something there. He's not playing to an all-star ability. They're beatable. And there's really not a dominant dynasty out there right now. I think we could go to the finals. I'm not going as far as a championship, but I do think we could go to the finals. The Bucks still worry me, man. The Bucks still the Bucks worry me. I'm, I'm, not sure Knicks, yeah. I, I'm not sure if the Knicks can get by the Bucks in a second-round series. But, yeah, I, it, it's one of those things where it's like if the Knicks play out of their mind, there's a chance for them to knock out the Bucs, but I think the Bucs are too strong for the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks are there as of yet, but I can definitely see them getting to the second round. I can at least see them going past the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the importance of seeding, right? Like, we'll see next season. I'm excited to see, you know, even if it's the same group, largely, how much we can win next year. Uh, because if we were playing Boston, then I'm like, then I, then I don't feel that scared about the, the second see. round, right? I, I, wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be that scared. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. The Bucks are a lot. I feel like Giannis is going to have an, a, a, this kind of series where we're going to hate him forever <laughs> after the series. Like, That's fair. And it's, 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 we're not, I think we need to, we got to get to the second round and lose. And then I think you see the full onslaught of what this next era is going to be. But mm-hmm. you know what, Lee? I can't lie, man. I can't lie. I tweeted a couple weeks ago too. Why not us? I'm getting the vibe. Of like, yo, we have like nine. We, have, we got, the next play, like we have nine guys who make twenty million dollars a year. That's how we play. Like everyone on the roster is a guy who makes like in the new NBA makes between like fifteen and twenty million a year. Obviously, guys like Randall Brunson worth more, but like everybody there, you could almost see a justification of if not worth that now, worth that very soon. So we're just we're just so solid. Those guys have been. For, you, we can't downplay familiarity. Just with rotate with the rotation yeah. with, with those guys playing together with that group with never having you know a complete five swap because we're playing nine guys only and then I you know agree. Georgie brought up Juice uh you know we might see Juice for those spot minutes last minute of like the second quarter right I think we're gonna need him in the Cleveland yeah. series maybe maybe a couple minutes Juice can just I hope so yeah and you know he's consistent if Juice plays for three minutes a game you know you're gonna get in those three minutes right um so we have so many weapons to just toss up them we got counters we like Brunson we got. We got counters for everything. I'll, I'll be... entertain <laughs> your your notion, Lee. Let's so go. First, we're talking okay. about we get we we beat the Cavs handedly because I think if we go seven games against yeah. the Cavs and still win, we're not we're not getting. I agree. I agree. But if we beat the Cavs, pretty much the way we've been kind of discussing here, outlining within six, I think we can do it in five. Let's say we do it in six <laughs> and we beat them like we beat them. To beat the Bucks, we need a you know a roughed up Middleton, and maybe he doesn't even play. Uh someone else on that off that bench, uh either Allen or uh Connaughton or whoever else is one of those the others. Another one of the others has to go down. If the others go, one of the others go down or just has a terrible series, which is almost the same thing. Bobby Portis is even better. Bobby Portis. Yeah. 
Actually, he has been, I think, a little bit hampered by, by injury as well. If they're compromised, I think I, that's when you get in trouble. Then, and and <laughs> RJ, RJ recaptures his three-point shot, and it doesn't leave us. It doesn't leave him. Like he goes on a roll on one of those like thirty-day rolls that we've seen, and we've seen him do we've it. Seen it. Throughout seen it. Four years. Yep. He's done yep. it, and he's um, got the mental makeup to be able to do it in the playoffs. If he does yes. that. We know, we know what Grimes is going to do. We know what I, we know what all the other guys are going to do, and they're going to, um, and they're going to keep getting better. These guys, when they're put in those pressure position situations, and if they thrive and they get the momentum of a, of a nice Cavs series win, they're going to roll into it. They're going to be dangerous. The Bucks are, they're not going to want to play us, especially if they're camp- compromised. And let's say we get lucky, lucky, lucky. And those things fall into place, and we get too past much, the bus. Too much falling. Then we're facing <laughs> Celtics. It's an equal Celtics. The same time as the Lunar Court. Sixers. And an RJ shoot 68% from three. <laughs> the same yeah. time. But, but you see, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, uh, too many things have to go strikes. right for the Knicks to get past the bus. Yeah. Too so many, many things, things have to go, go right. right. But it's not think, impossible. It's not I impossible. think only one thing. Only one thing's got to go right. RJ Barrett has RJ, to meet. There you go. RJ is the X factor. If RJ is averaging 23, 24 a game on efficient shooting splits, we're doing the finals. It don't matter what anyone else does. Because he'll get them in foul trouble. RJ has has, uh, gotten Milwaukee in foul trouble in the past. I'm sorry, not talking necessarily this year, but in the past. uh, It's possible, you know, and Brunson and and, uh, Holiday kind of neutralized themselves. Randall and uh, Giannis kind of neutralized themselves. And then we got to deal with Lopez, figure out how to deal with him. Yeah. It'll be an issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mitch doesn't like those. Uh, but Lee, but you know what? a lot has to go right. And we get lucky. Right. We get past them. Then we have the Celtics and six or Silk Sixers, most likely. Uh, at that point, I will feel confident that we could get over the hump of one of those two teams if we beat the Bucks. So then you're right. So the whole key is winning, beating the Bucks. We beat the Bucks. Yeah. We're in the finals. Yeah, there you go. Just four, four steps. That's it. We <laughs> first round, the second round, third round. That's it. That's, That's it. all that has to happen. That's it. You know what, though, Lee? I'll say this. You know, we discussed a lot of X factors, right? We discussed S factors, different matchups. You know, it's kind of funny because it really does boil down to RJ, right? In a way, like, you're right. If RJ, again, another player where our expectations are pretty low to the point where, you know, we're just hoping he plays good defense, gives us, like, you know, 17 points per game, at least hits, like, 36% from three. We feel like okay, you know what I mean. That's enough to it's in, that's enough what we need. But if RJ right. goes on one of these runs and he's done it so many times, he just can't keep it up consistently. And he was on one this year prior to his injury, right? Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping you know Before he kind of worked his way out of his funk. I liked a lot of what he did ten this season. Not the shooting at all, but a lot of things here and there looked good. Some of his creation, good finishing. Hopefully, he gets out of the sub. I think he had, he had one three in the in the last game. Yeah, after missing a lot. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I was really happy he hit at least one. So if he just comes in and just goes on one of these runs that he's done before, our ceiling as a team just changes. Yes. Like yeah. I, it's it's, and he can do it. He can do it, man. So it, it, listen, the playoff is. Uh, what do you say, Lee? The playoff is where. Uh, uh, what's made? Oh, uh, Clyde said. Yeah. Oh, Clyde said it. You yeah, yeah, said it. Said it. Not me. I wish. <laughs> RJ Where fame season, is made. Went through the free throw line eight point eight and a half times uh, against the Bucks per game. 
the next highest was Brunson, 7.7. So RJ, he does get in the teeth of that defense. And he's just got to, he's got to make the shots. I mean, he, he shot 47%, you know, and, and he was shooting shitty from the three-point line, only 27% against the Bucks uh, from the three-point line. So he was definitely efficient uh, within the arc. What was he averaging? He was almost 52%. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. We almost beat the Bucks before, and this is when me and Lee got into like a, a, a our fire tips argument. This is like one of the biggest ones I keep remembering. We beat, we almost beat the Bucks before, but our bench got in the game, and then we got smacked up when the bench guy in the game in the fourth quarter. And Josh Hart, um, joining the bench might change that that reality. So, mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart being on the scene could actually be the X factor outside of I for me, I'm scared to bet my life on RJ going on a hot streak from three. And I'm more comfortable thinking, all right, maybe a collective of Hart and Grimes hitting the three and and RJ kind of going inside and being a bully in there. Maybe that collection could help go over the mm-hmm. bucks. But yeah, to me, another, it's, it's still a lot. It's still a lot of Equinox, yeah. Solar Eclipse, Unicorn, of... Loch Ness Monster yeah. at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to my Santeria. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, make little dolls of the bugs. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Budenhauser's going to get a terrible stomach cramp, uh, Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we got to go to the dark arts to beat them. <laughs> yeah, the dark arts. We need the dark arts here. Brugelia. That's the X factor. The dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Oh man. The, the, the good thing is that just on that RJ point, really quickly, the Knicks can win this series without a great RJ. I yes. think RJ being great changes the playoffs, right? Yes. It changes like our right. overall ceiling. But what's good about this team, and I think Josh Hart, you know, that changed the bench. He changed everything for us. Just the fact that you can just plug him in. You can just replace him with RJ in the clutch. Every, and you're getting, you know, you're, you're just, you're, you're elevating yeah. your base level of play so much by having Josh Hart out there. You know, he, I, I noticed when he, just when he first joined the team, and even now, he just deferred. He, he deferred. You watch him on the perimeter, he's patient. He's letting guys get to their spots, right? And then when he's ready to attack, when he goes to the rim, he's like LeBron. <laughs> he's like LeBron of layups. Yeah, it's almost so, a bucket. Let, yeah, he's a bucket every time. He's, he's great technique. He lays it up close to the backboard, so there's not enough opportunity to, um, to block it. So we see what he does against the Twin Towers. But uh, yeah, so like I said before, if RJ just not doing what he's supposed to do, it's going to play 50 minutes a game. And we're going to see Josh Hart play the entire second uh, half. Right with Grimes coming in a lot, quickly coming look, in a lot. Look what you're saying, yeah. man. We got options now. We got options. I mean, we got so many options. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. we had like if something's not going right, like like if Grimes isn't hitting his, his shot, we're gonna see more IQ. Yeah. Right. Ooh, oh no, more IQ. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, Thibs is the biggest factor. If Thibs I agree. does his yeah, usual, yeah, yeah. sticks to his guns will ride or die with Randall no matter what, even when he's, you know, turning the ball over and he's one for eight from the three-point line and he still keeps going. To... We're, we're not going to win. We're not nope. gonna win. He, he's going to have to manage each game to win that game, regardless of egos and any yes. other issues whatsoever. And he has the tools to do it this time. Like in the years past, 
you know, when you didn't have Reggie Bullock out there, or Alec Burks, we took a, a hit defensively, majorly. Now, so Grimes isn't delivering from the three-point line or he's not making buckets. We got heart. We yeah. got IQ. We yeah. got deuce. Yeah. You know? There's no excuse. Yeah. 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 But if he sticks to his template coaching, you know, but that's the beauty of uh, what he's done lately. And he deserves all the praise uh, for, for making this change in his approach. And it's the only reason we're here. If he had kept doing yeah. it the same old way, we would have been. He's about to get fired. Like he was literally about to get fired. This I, know. I, put really... out, I put out several videos. <laughs> yes. <at this point. laughs> I think like me and my mom, we hadn't done a video for like two months. And the last video we did was like fire Tibbs. And then during the two months, we didn't do a video. Everything turned around. But yeah, yeah. he was right there. He was he was yeah. right there. Uh, so props to him. I you know I, I don't judge people too harshly. I love when I see people make an effort. And yeah. he certainly has, especially later in his career. You know, he, he deserves the credit for it's yeah. not he's, he he's a stubborn guy. He and he changed. He changed. Well, he's the, beauty, he's, the beauty. The yeah. beauty was that he 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 finally understood that his guys like quickly and Grimes were not thriving offensively because they weren't getting enough minutes on the floor. Mm. Yep. Quickly needed to play at least 25 minutes a game. And he started doing that. He started trying to find those minutes for quickly. And then he started finding his, his touch. He started like then learning from Brunson experiment time to experiment stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, the first time he did the turnaround, the Jalen Brunson turnaround, it wasn't necessarily great, but he kept doing it kept doing it and now he's lethal with it yeah. and it uh, yeah. so that's the shout out to Thibs. he realized you know what i got these young guys they need burn it's the only way they're going to reach the their potential un, you know uncork their potential unleash it whatever you want to say uh and he did it and he got rewarded for it and he deserves yeah. all the praise for with the yep. next uh, bench fournier and his security blanket dan carrells and didn't see that coming in a million years didn't see it yeah. yep but great show Rex. guys Great show. Um, next, it's just it's just time to get to the game, man. It's just time to get to the yeah, game. Yeah, it's time to get to the game. It's time to get to the game, man. Oh my god, I can't remember. I'm like, I don't remember ever analyzing any series. Obviously, I must have when I was younger, but I can't remember just thinking about any series as much as this one uh, since I was like a kid, you know, before in the '90s. But we're ready. Nice I think the Knicks fans are ready. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, but I wasn't. I guess I was just riding high that season. The whole season just felt like. I can't believe this is happening. And then once it started crashing down, it was it was rough. But <laughs> now was. I think we, we know what we have. We've seen what we have. It's right? sustainable. We know that this team, this is a chance this team is better than the most optimistic fan thinks right now. Because they, they've been, the way they've been playing, if you're objectively looking at this team, there's a lot there. There's yeah. a lot there. And they're, they're a playoff type of team. Not one of these like regular season front runners are just like, you know, like the Hawks, uh, you know, three years ago when they, yeah. when uh, all five, yeah, they were just like on fire. They were just on point. They won all those games. This team is like consistently Great fixed point. problems, address them, gotten better, fixed, address, gotten better. And now we end the season where the young guys are all killing it. We got rest for some of the older guys. Like these guys are coming in really fresh physically at least. We'll see how the injury stuff works. Um, and I even like that we're on the road first. I actually really like yeah. that we get to go on the road and get over the series hype, you know, because game one, I can see game one, the first quarter, just looking kind of crazy, right? The crowd is going to be out there. You know, you'll see some nervousness, stuff like that. But by the time we get back to the garden, I think we'll be fully into the series. I think we just take off from there. 
Yeah. I mean, we got to get one of the first two. We got to get one of the first two. You make a great point about uh, the the experience in the playoffs. Cleveland doesn't have much other than Donovan Mitchell. Cleveland doesn't really have experience in the playoffs. So they can't lean on that. So they're going to be just as rattled as our guys. But our guys actually do have some experience in the playoffs. Uh, RJ definitely has. IQ's got it. Uh, OB Brunson. Tremendous mm-hmm. run last season. Randall had a terrible experience in the playoffs, uh, so he'll be wanting to make good on that. Uh, and then there's Thibs. So I think we have a little, we're, we'll be a little calmer, a little more centered as a team than the Cavs, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just yeah. feels like it's going towards that, that direction. Uh, and I think we might not have a superstar on the team that the rest of the NBA, you know, there's my delusional ass who thinks Randall and Brunson are superstars. But the one thing that I think most people agree on, we do have a superstar in, cl- in clutch, clutch time. Jalen Brunson's a superstar right, in the last two minutes of a game. Yep. I think all of us would agree on that. Joyce Randall offensively is not. Jalen Brunson is. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to get like his garden moment, clutch basket at the buzzer. Like it's funny, he's been really good in the clutch, but he hasn't had that that shot like that mm-hmm. not oh, yet baby it's coming it's, it's not yet let's go let's <laughs> yes yes I'm yes i'm waiting for that i'm waiting this is it he's ready he's ready lee i love that you brought that up um just something i've, I've thought about all season is like whatever you think of jalen brunson's ranking in the league you know looking at points per game whatever we're gonna I, he's gonna get better and better his stats are gonna start looking ridiculous oh, watch yeah. this guy He's not close. I think he's going to keep improving. He has that demeanor. But next year, I, I feel like listen, he can average like 26, 27 a game next year. Yep, agreed. Yep. I, what I see as well is I see his assists going up. I think he's going to become a better playmaker too because he won't have to do as much as we improve as well, but you'll see. But still, when it comes to Brunson, right, it comes to that fourth quarter, it comes to the last five minutes, I trust him with the basketball. Me too. I yeah. don't care. I don't – you could – like they're – better players that I would not want with the ball in that situation around the league. When Jalen Brunson has it, I'm good with whatever happens because I know, I know what he can do. I know he's not going to freeze up. I know he wants the moment. He, he He's patient, which is huge in the clutch. He's very patient and he, he's so fundamental, right? He goes to what he knows. And like I said, I feel like with his footwork and the way he thinks about the game as he gets into the paint and gets busy, if he gets to where he needs to get and he plants his two feet there, it doesn't matter who's around him. He's done it a million times. His yeah. his ability to vary the arc on his floater, depending on the defender, mm. is, is insane. You see them. His touch is ridiculous. I think he's made for the playoffs. And he's going to show a lot in this first series. He, he's going to show yeah. the NBA, yeah, I, I'm him. I'm that guy. Yeah. Since I've been watching the Knicks, I have not felt comfortable really with any player in the 20 years that I've been a fan 23 years now, Brunson is the first guy with the Knicks jersey that I trust 100%. Carmelo, when when it was crunch time, and I'm a huge Melo fan, but in my head, I was already building a narrative of why he missed a shot, trying to come up with an excuse because I knew my dad was going to kill him if if he missed a a game winner. Brunson, I'm already seeing the celebration. I'm projecting it in my head what that shot's going to look like, and it's going in. Yeah, it's almost shot. Or he's getting fouled, or he's getting fouled. Or yeah. he's getting fouled. Like, that. Oh, man, he. I want to see him. When he gets the ball late there, they're going to be in trouble. George, you said it. Yep. They're going to be in trouble. They're going to be in the, trouble. And the Grimes thing, like, it's funny because I felt like, you know, the beginning of the season, people were kind of 
we were ragging on him because he was giving up the ball enough in crunch time. But we also sucked at shooting um, threes. But like the way the guys are shooting right now and the and how great Brunson is in the ISO, I felt like this is gonna make us even more dangerous. Like this new Grimes and IQ now with Brunson in crunch time, I, I feel like it's gonna be even more dangerous for us. This is a lot, a lot more options. So I, I, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's get this playoffs going. Man. Let's get it going. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, all right, let's end the show right here. All right, good talk, guys. Um, we talked about everything under the sun. Um, next, yeah, next show, next show is Saturday, man. Next show, we'll be here, KOT post game on Saturday. Um, so check it out. Uh, it's me, Lee, Ryan G. Um, yep. but also, I'm pretty sure George is going to do one. Jo- definitely check out George's channel, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure he's going to do his as well. And and shout out to NYK Terry and Trey, who's going to usually have their breaks down as well. <laughs> um, they all do great, great work. So I implore you to to definitely check out their channels. I'm pretty sure you guys knew who they were before they came here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, then I don't know. I don't know where the hell y'all been. All right. <laughs> All right. That is our show. And also, y'all welcome to come back whenever. But yeah, right for here. sure, All for right. sure. Man, it was glad to finally tap in. I know I've been, I've been meaning to do it for a while, so it's been great to come talk to you guys. I think we're ready. Let's go. Let's go. Next yes, one Let's go. Let's Next one over. We ready. You know, Terry's one of my, my OG favorites. Uh, you already know that. All right. That's <laughs> the show. <laughs> that is the show. Um, George, let me know where we can find you. Yeah, uh, uh, Into the Next Verse uh, YouTube channel. If you haven't uh, che- uh, seen it yet, check it out. Uh, you do a recap uh, of almost every game. Uh, definitely uh, we'll be doing, uh, might be going live for the post games, especially if they were like exciting wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well live. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's and uh, you know, put out some analytical videos, especially once the there's there'll be plenty of days in between the games. I think the second game is on Tuesday, so there's there's lots of time there. So I will be dropping some more analytical videos and mm-hmm. uh, do some lives, and we'd love to have you guys on as well. Running right to the Absolutely. next verse, yeah, definitely look out. We're gonna be doing some collabs with George in the fu- in the future, so definitely gotta look out with that. I know one of one of the fans was like, "Yo, I watch you and I watch George." <laughs> He's like, yeah, I need to definitely overlap. Yeah. Definitely overlap between our two audiences. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of overlap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, NY. Yo, I'm, why I'm calling you NY? I'm telling you a Twitter way. Terry, let them know. When <laughs> I'm new because I'm New York to the first, man. Uh yeah, what's up? NYK Terry and Trey, me and my mom. We're dropping a preview tomorrow uh on the Cavs series, and we're gonna be at every game in the garden. We were yeah. we were close to going to Cleveland. We thought about it too, oh, wow. but we said if it's Game Seven and after sell a kidney or something, if it's Game yeah. Seven in Cleveland, <laughs> I think we might go. But we're gonna be at the Garden, you know. I, we're probably gonna be at the Garden for every game in the first round. So I'll be taking. We'll be doing a lot of shows from the Garden, showing the madness. We're gonna get awesome. a new, and there's gonna be nice. a crazy video that comes out about Knicks fans uh, after that Friday night game. But I'm I'm excited for the energy, excited for playoff basketball at the Garden. So check us out. Check out our channel. And again, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to get Miles on. Yeah, yeah, get get Trey. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, she was out at Lincoln Center doing some fancy, fancy stuff tonight. But I'm gonna, um, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna make sure we tap in for the playoffs for sure. Got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a whole. Long. It's fun. We did a we did an episode with you and your Miles a long time ago. Um, and um, 
I wish we handled the episode differently. It's like, man, I need to have that. I need to have y'all back and do it better. But, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Ryan G, let them know if you can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. That's S-I-R-G-I-C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sergi's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And I want to say thank you for George, Terry, and Danny B, who left a bit earlier for coming onto the show. Everyone provided wonderful insight. And I hope y'all come back on the show. We definitely, you know, y'all definitely were a good look tonight. And I definitely enjoy y'all being on the show. Facts, facts, facts. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. You know. You know where to finally search bum and nicks on Twitter. (laughs) 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 My guy. Uh, man, this has been great. This is like, uh, I felt like a kid in a candy store being able to talk nits with some of like the brightest people I know, content creators. I'm lucky enough to share a stage with two of them and Ryan G and Jay Ellis. So major props to Jay Ellis for having that kind of platform that, you know, encourages collaboration. This was an idea that I had to have an adventures team up and he was all about it. Ryan was nice. all about it. So it's been really great. And a special yeah. shout out to my main man, George. Because when I was up in the podcast, I didn't see another Latino guy talking about the Knicks on YouTube, and I saw him, and it encouraged me into the game. So yeah. I always have a lot of love and admiration for George and into the Knicks verse. So and Terry, you know, I've written about you too, brother. So you and your mom, you always <laughs> did it with me. I, I really love sharing the stage and rooting for the Knicks together. Knicks and sits, baby. We're doing the final. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's Let's yes, it. sir. Let's do it. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, man. You already know. Find us at the KOT show on Twitter. The That's Ryan. Show, Instagram, <laughs> show, Facebook. Find us everywhere. Just Google the Nick of Time show. You'll find us. All right. Somebody ordered a KOT snapback. Hope you got it. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, it's coming. I don't All think right. I have to track it, but hope you enjoy that. All right. Cool. Like I said, we'll be back. We'll be back Saturday. And shoot, maybe we'll be back with Darian Drake. He said they might want to come along with us. Well, who knows? But we'll see. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. That is our show. We out of here. And as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That's our show. We out this. Peace. Peace. All right. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm going to New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,